they may not end in Christianity at first, but I do believe that the desire that is guiding them is a godly desire to pursue truth. Hello, and welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June. On this podcast, you are going to hear weekly episodes from myself or awe-inspiring women taking charge of their reality in all facets of their life. From going back to the basics of holistic health and healing, increasing our financial IQ, motherhood and the dynamics of all that's involved, and equally entrepreneurship, building businesses and running them full time with our families in tow. This is an all-encompassing podcast for women who value family, healing, and overcoming their inner child wounds and thriving in their lives. I have had the honor of serving hundreds of women across the world over the past half a decade in their self-led healing journeys, as well as startup coaching and spiritual businesses, from technical skills to business knowledge online. It is a passion for me to provide a space where you can come to gain the insight, knowledge, and tangible actions that will help you genuinely move forward and thrive in your life and business now. Here we value ethical truth, biblical truth, and integral truth, ensuring everything we do is done with the best of intentions, the purest of heart, and always inclined to pleasing God. Join me every Monday to laugh, learn, resonate, and know you truly are not alone. I can't wait to share this weekly podcast with you. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another session. I am so excited to have a very special guest here with us today, Barbara. She is all about Christian ministries and churches, and we're going to be digging into who she helps, why she helps them, and just her beautiful story. Do you have a message on your heart that you're wanting to share with more people? Podcasting is the number one way to do this. Truly, just like you listening in here today, those who are willing to take charge of their life are listening to the podcast across the world, waiting and praying for the perfect person to resonate with and share the tips, tricks, and skills that they need to help them out of a sticky situation. If you're ready to take that leap and start your podcast today, Click the link in the show notes and start your 30-day free trial with Podbean, the same hosting source that I use for mine that gets you these episodes each and every week. Remember, it's not about being perfect, and podcasting has been one of the number one ways that has helped me to develop my ability to communicate and articulate my messages and how I serve and the mission on my heart that God has gifted me. So podcasting is going to be a great resource for you, your clients, your potential audience, and those who are needing what you have to share today. Get started, don't wait, and take charge of sharing that message and that mission on your heart today. I'd love for you to start this off by just letting everybody know who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, so uh, thank you for ha- having me. I uh, I am a mentor and a designer and a strategist. So those are kind of like my happy places, uh, you know, just uh, strategizing and creating things for clients that have a purpose or an intention or a goal associated with it. Uh, I also mentor other uh, business owners, mostly Christian entrepreneurs, and uh, on the side through a program that I'm a part of, uh, digital agencies, which can be quite fun. And then I'm just a designer by heart. Like I feel like, you know, much, much of what I do is around designing and creating and 
So that's another place that I find myself having a lot of fun, you know? I love that. So what got you into like the whole aspect of helping people with design and creation? Yeah. So my degree is in communication. So I've always been kind of drawn towards those things. But then there was a time when I got a job. Uh, This was many, many years ago, like many, many years ago. So I got a job in an agency and, uh, and I remember sitting with this designer and I'm like, no, 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 move to the right, move to the left, move to, and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm the one designing and I just don't know how to use the tools that they know how to use, you know? So I realized that like my eyes could guide me into the things that I wanted to see happen because there was, you know, I had a certain intention behind it or a goal. And, um, and I remember thinking, oh, if I could just know the tools that they are using because I can't move the pixels, you know? (laughs) So it got me into a fast track uh, part of my life where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hire somebody that can show me how to use those tools because I don't need the courses. I just need to figure out really how to move this thing around. And so that's what I did. I actually had a, a, a teacher come to my home. This was back in Argentina many years ago. And, uh, and the tools of the trade. And uh, since then I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I like to move the pixels around besides just creating the you know, the pieces themselves. So that's how it started. And it it hasn't stopped since. (laughs) Wow, that is so amazing. So you one, I really love that it's kind of like the the fast track shortcut way of figuring out how to do things for yourself. And that's instead of necessarily buying the program, you just get the person to come and like sit beside you, show me how to do this. And then really just kind of figure it out, figure out the rest along the way. And I find that for a lot of people when um, they're getting to that growth point of their business, you know, they have a lot of the foundation of where they're at. That becomes a really valuable and resourceful skill set that you develop is just like, get the person, sit them beside you in whatever context that looks like, and just get them to teach you that one extra piece and thing that you really need to um, dive into at that point. Um, for you coming into this work, you talk about mainly working with Christians and, you know, how does God and, and Christianity play a role in your work or even maybe even more personally, just your own life? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I came to faith at a, you know, later in life than, uh, many people might. And so I was in my thirties when I, when I was first, um, introduced to the idea of a God that is personal and can, and wants to know me and wants to be, you know, in a relationship with me. And so that was a novelty, um, because my idea of God was always so distant box and he's kind of like over there and I'm over here. And sometimes he judges and sometimes he, you know, and, uh, and I'll, I'll get that box out when I'm in an airplane and there's turbulence. Cause I'm, I'm, I need that God to keep the plane from falling, you know what I mean? So that version of God was very strange, uh, to me. However, when I came to understand the personal side of, of having a relationship with, with Jesus, that kind of shift, it shifted everything for me. So I was, I was very moved. It was a very strong moment of realizing who this God was for me. Uh, and so I remember thinking, oh, I need to change my business. Cause at that point I already had, had my agency. So I thought, okay, I need to change my business. I need to, you know, I don't know. There was just this pull to incorporating him into the things that I do. And so my first step was, Hey, you know what? I want to help churches. I want to work with churches. Um, the Christian entrepreneurs came at a later stage. And I think it felt it, it started from 
just this, there's so much trial and error that I think I've been able to skip because of those that came before me. And so it became clear to me that's like, there are people behind me and I can save the trial and error too for them, you know? So it was, it was a, an opportunity to simply walk alongside with those that are just a few steps behind. Uh, so it's not that I know more than they knew that th- than they do as much as it is like, I've just done it earlier. I've no, I, I know some of the pitfalls. I know some of the things that worked, uh, but in incorporating my faith into both of these worlds, mentoring uh, these Christian entrepreneurs, and also as an agency owner and designer and strategist for me is a big part because I feel like in, in my creativity, I want to invite divine inspiration. I want to invite the things that I know I can capture at a spiritual level that I may not be able to capture in the natural. Also, I know that, you know, if I believe God for who he says he is, then I know that he can speak and he can show and reveal things that will obviously apply to my uh, professional setting. And then on the mentoring side of things, there's a huge component of it that I believe is just pure discipleship is helping the person uh, that you're walking with. And what's interesting is that sometimes you're the one teaching, sometimes you're the one learning, even the people that you're mentoring. So yeah, that's oh the beauty of it. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with your answer because one, I can find myself in your story. I just came into my faith just before I turned 30 and I just turned 31. And wow. it's something that in, in a very similar way, I thought that there was this, you know, all loving God, but he's judging over here and he's doing this over here. And I didn't really understand it. I grew up Catholic. I say hypocritical Catholic because I'm here. (laughs) Go to sermons and then we'd walk out of the church and then people are like talking about each other behind their backs, not even five minutes out the door. And I'm like, what are we doing? What did we just listen to? Why does that apply? Right. (laughs) Um, So for me coming into it, learning that it is about a personal relationship first through Jesus was really powerful because it also helped me to understand that one, I don't have to walk this world alone, but two, that there's always somebody who's looking out for me that I can give my worries to my burdens to it. And that my fears, you know, imposter syndrome is real, especially in the entrepreneurial world. I mean, arguably any world in any realm, motherhood is another good one too, but that I don't have to live in those fears that I can give those up. And so for where you, you brought that your story and what you talked about was really powerful because for so many, especially for those who are in entrepreneurship, which most of my audience is, um, there's an aspect of you where you're going to go through so many levels and stages. And just like what Barbara said, you know, it is a discipleship. It's the the uh, humility to learn and to listen, but it's also this ability to understand that you don't have to go through the stages of like deep imposter yeah. syndrome and fear of, you know, how's this going to work out or what's this going to look like that you can really put your faith in God and he's going to help you. Maybe not in the way you think or want, but he is always going to help and provide for you. And it, it's such a, um, I came from new age. And so there's this whole idea of like surrendering, mm-hmm. but it's always your own surrender to yourself. But that never actually right. happens because we are always our own self-limitation, but God knows better. Right. Than 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is true. And I feel like, uh, you know, some of the people are, I would probably say most of the people that engage in new age are truth seekers. And so there's a desire to pursue truth that is actually very genuine and is very, it's very raw and authentic. And so it isn't until you find the truth, truth that it settles and you're like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been looking for my whole life without knowing. And so the other things just satisfy maybe for a period, but this is the one that satisfy for, you know, for forever. Uh, and when it comes to entrepreneurship, it is a cycle. It is an ups and downs. It is a feasts and famines. It is a, what am I going to do next? And, or, or great levels of clarity the next week. And so it, it, it comes, it's like, it's the combo, right? It's the fries that comes with the, with the burger, but uh, it, it's a part of being an entrepreneur is to understand that it's not linear. It is not consistent. You do go through stages of having this great excitement about, you know, like I'm going to take on the world and I'm ready for it. And then the next week you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if I should have done that. And so th- just understanding that even in the, uh, even in the feast cycles, but also in the famine cycles and, you know, when things are going well and when things are challenging, um, that's the one thing the world doesn't have is access to a God that can hold you and keep you and really protect your mind. And so one of the things that I, and I actually have it in my back there. So I, I have it all over my office, by the way, it's uh, it says sound mind. That's what he's given us. He's given us a sound mind. And that's, I believe a great tool to have. Uh, and, and if you are an entrepreneur, because, you know, when cash flow is low, guess who's yelling in your ear, your cash flow is just like one of the loudest voices you can hear. And so it's like, it's hard to keep your mind sound when you have this thing, you know, your bank account yelling at you. <laughs> so, oh, my yeah. goodness. I couldn't agree more. And I love how you uh, how you attribute it to like a feast and a famine, because when and, and equally, so there's two parts that I really just want to dial in on here. So one, acknowledging it as a feast and a famine when it comes to all things, you know, the self healing aspect of life or, or what a lot of people are seeking, seeking that truth to get to eventually the God that they find in the Bible. Um, it's, it's rooted in getting yourself out of survivalism essentially, but then you go into entrepreneurship and you're literally throwing yourself into that mentality because there is cycles and you learn to build and to, uh, protect yourself and, and bring in, um, uh, buffers along the way so that that feast and famine cycle isn't so deep and so high all the time. Um, but for the beginners, you know, there is that aspect of you getting to learn how to find balance through the depths of those highs and lows. And really, truly, Mm -hmm. I found personally that faith has been a primary, um, aspect of honestly, and a genuine aspect of what has brought that inner peace, no matter whether the bank account's screaming or the clients are rolling in exactly the perfect, the perfect idea came through and it's executed so flawlessly. It's, it's being able to be in peace regardless, you know, celebrate when you need to celebrate, you know, dig deep when you got to dig deep, but that doesn't mean you have to be in this constant state of survivalism and and cortisol hits where you're just like, Oh, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I I find it that, you know, the, and, and this is some of the revelation that I believe I've been receiving over time that again, when you pass it down to somebody else, 
it is a blessing because, you know, you're like, I know this person will eventually hit a point in their life or in their entrepreneurial life like this. And so what kept me afloat back then? Like, And some of these things came from somebody else before me. Uh, but the idea that he says, you know, my peace, I give to you. So the idea of like, it is given, like his peace is already given. It's not something that I need to strive for. I don't have to. And and it also is independent of my circumstances. And so can I apply that to today when I have to have that tough conversation, maybe with a client or I have to, you know, even with myself, um, can I tap into that peace that he says he's already given to me? Uh, and so I wouldn't say it's easy. Sometimes it's not. But at the same time, it's like the minute you have at least a piece of truth that you can hold on to, now you're in a different place. Now you're able to recognize, like you said, like it's the awareness first. And then, okay, like if this is what's happening, then how do I, together with God, can face this scenario in this situation? And, you know, sometimes you don't have inspiration. Sometimes it doesn't have to be anything drastic. It's simply something that like, I need to do this. And I honestly have nothing left in me <laughs> to create, you know? So same thing. Can I have peace in this moment and say, you know what? He can actually help me do this in 20 minutes if yeah. that's all I have left. Uh, because I haven't been able to be creative all day. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not suggesting you procrastinate, but the, the point is simply saying, you know, he can do with time things we can't do. He can do with my creativity, my energy, my focus, what I can't do. My goal is to simply say, can I sit on the rest that Jesus is? Like, can I rest on him? Can I sit on the peace that I know it's his? Because the rest he can take care of, you know? Oh so. my goodness. That was so beautifully delivered. And that's that's really what I found is starting with New Age was that there was this constant battle um, in myself with building a business, whether it was, oh, I gotta, I gotta get this done right now, you know everyone's relying on me. I'm relying on me. Time is relying on me. It was always this, you know, pressure, but the beauty of even just yeah. what you shared is that, you know, sure. There's a pressure in us in the sense that, you know, you promise somebody something, but right. Understand that sometimes life happens and we don't have it in us mm-hmm. to create or to do or whatever, but God asks us to be, he doesn't meet us as this perfect version of us. Who's rich with a yacht on the ocean. Right. It's just exactly where we are and he's willing to help us there. And he knows that we need his help there just as much as if you ever get to the yacht. (laughs) Right. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I have two final questions for you. So the first one is something that you talked about, um, about truth seeking. And then I want to come back to your design work and just really learn more about what you do in, in that aspect. And so the first one is, is that something that you said that is really powerful. And I think that a lot of people in my audience is really going to kind of have this like pause moment where they're going to come back and just really self-reflect is you talked about new age um, people in that is their, their deepest desire is really to seek the truth. And then eventually if they're willing to go all the way, they'll find the real truth. Yeah. What comes up for you when, like, I'd love for you to just dig into that a little bit more because something that led me to God actually was, okay, well, what's the foundation of this and what's the roots of this and how do we get clearer? And you know, what's the cleanest, purest purest energy that exists? Well, it's Jesus. Well, (laughs) what do you mean there's a Bible? So I'd love to take a minute to just like riff on that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the Bible. You know, so I I feel like, and and I have some background in that as well. And that's maybe why I relate to that. 
but you know, I was born in Brazil and uh, you know, raised in a in a country where spirituality is everywhere and it's not pretty. Uh, like a lot of it is very ugly, actually, I would say. And so I've been exposed to some of the from an early age. And so it's like to a point where it almost becomes familiar. Um, but deep inside, what I have come to find in many people that do engage in new age activities is that there's a sincere desire to know what's out there. There's a sincere uh, awareness of there's something missing. They just don't know. They can't put their finger on it. And so that's that sincerity, that desire. I think it's God given. Now, where you end up sometimes is it may not be the best and we can't i'm not advocating for those activities as something that would be um you know the best for anybody however uh when i look at someone that has been um connected to new age activities deep in my heart what i see is someone that is seeking for the truth now we you probably know people that are more down to earth and they're just like oh whatever life is life i do this i work i come home I, you know there's no real intentionality and pursuing something of spiritual nature or of deep, you know, truth behind life and the great, the, the questions that we all have. So you probably can recognize people in your life like that. They're just like simple life. That's it. They, they you know, do the things and call it a day. And then you have those other people. They're like, it has to be something there. And uh, they may not end in Christianity at first, but I do believe that the desire that is guiding them is a godly desire to pursue truth. You know, we we hear in scripture that all great gifts come from God. And so the curiosity for the spiritual realm is not something that I would call a negative thing. Uh, I'm just hoping that if the curiosity is there, if the person is seeking truth, that eventually they'll find it. Now we know that he's faithful to reveal himself. And so that's where I find peace is to know that if that person is pursuing truth, eventually God is going to show himself to them. Like, I believe that to be true. Um, and so, again, not taking away the potential dangers of what engaging with the new age can bring to someone's life, because I know there are several expressions of it. They're extremely unhealthy, um, besides, you know, the, the the spiritual side to it. You know what I mean? But this to say that um, inside that individual, there is a very genuine desire to get to know who's actually out there yeah oh, so when i meet somebody like that my prayers one only that's it it's never to you know quit the cards or quit the, the crystals or like it's never that it's always like i hope you find what you're looking for because i know who he is and i just pray that he would reveal himself to you because you're looking you're actively pursuing an uh, uh, an understanding of this great divine thing that is out there. I know his name. I know who he is. I don't. I, I don't even have to force you to see him. I would love to introduce you to him because if I introduce you to him, there's a good chance that when you see him, you'll be able to to identify. This is what I've been looking for. Oh, I hope. Yeah. That yeah. was so beautifully <laughs> said. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate you and your answer. Are you an online entrepreneur sick of having all the subscriptions to host your experiences that you offer online from email funnels to analytics to see what's really working, your courses, your content, your websites, all the things, and you're looking for a more user-friendly platform to host everything in one place? 
you're going to want to jump on Kajabi, the number one online entrepreneur platform that allows you to host everything in one place. This all-in-one platform allows you to be able to not only build your business online, but grow your business online. And they have some really fun new features like their communities and app-related community experience. So you can take your Facebook group into a more exclusive place as well as their AI course generator where you can get a clearly defined outline for the program you can't wait to launch and plug in your expertise. Kajabi is my absolute favorite platform. I've been using it for three and a half years now, and I have no end in sight when it comes to growing my business online. You can experience 30 days for free with the link in the show notes, and I highly recommend that you check it out if you're not already there. One, it's a great way for you to build in an affiliate option into your business as well. Kajabi makes running your business fun, efficient, and user-friendly. Join today. I think for anyone who's listening and and you're, um, I heard this term the other day and it was Christ curious, you know, you're, you're seeking Mm. God, you're seeking fulfillment, you're seeking the meaning of life. I think what Barbara laid out was really beautifully said. And it's, it's not that, you know, uh, you know, shut down everything you're doing, though, be consciously (laughs) aware, (laughs) you know, really ask yourself the question, what am I looking for? Um, but just continue to be, to stay curious and to seek God Mm -hmm. and, and who he is and, um, and all, all the beautiful things that he has to offer us. So um, yeah. my final question for you is, so mm-hmm. you work and you jam out on all things design. Mm-hmm. When it comes to helping entrepreneurs with the design of their business, I know this is kind of a loaded question, but like what's one <laughs> to two things of where you like to help people start um, yeah. when they're really starting to figure out their branding based on who they are, like representing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for a long time, I feel like most people start with the visuals, right? Okay. Is this a logo that I like? Does it represent me? And you kind of get some things going and suddenly you have a brand, you have a logo. Um, And little by little, I start noticing how uh, we have to pursue an understanding of our audience before we start moving pixels around. And the reason why is because what you're designing is for them more than it is for you. And so we all have our babies, right? My baby's cute. I love my baby. And some people are like, ah, not my baby. So it's not so cute for me. So we find all of those things cute because they're ours. And the same is true with our brand. So there's a natural tendency for me to be super protective of what I'm creating based on how I want to be perceived. But the truth is, if you're not designing for the people on the outside that are somewhat engaging with you, then you're probably missing out on a lot of opportunities. Uh, so this normally means a couple of things. You're either invisible or you're naturally, uh, you know, people are naturally moving away from your brand if there's no connection. Uh, The biggest one is invisibility. That's it. That's what most brands have nowadays is just invisible. Uh, And so how do we go about connecting deeply with somebody at an emotional level, utilizing design and branding perception? Obviously, the first step is to find out who are they? Like, who am I trying to serve? Who can I speak to well? And uh, if you say everybody, uh, then that means your brand is going to be invisible because if the minute you try to communicate with many people at once, you just, you're going to have to make it very, very watered down. And so um, 
identifying that specific group of people that you can serve really, really well today will be your fast track to success, to engagement, to people saying that person, I want to follow that person. I want to work with that person. It's clear. It's not something that oh, could be this one, that one. No, we want it. We want the reaction to be, yep. That's the person I want to be connected to, engaging with, or working with, right? There's a clear uh, understanding of what the relationship is going to be like. And so defining the relationship clearly starts with understanding who's the other person, <laughs> just like any other relationship, right? You need to know who's that person over there. Do I know them? Uh, so anyway, spend some time getting to know who works well with you. And the first step that I would say about this is like, you probably have that one client that you'd want to clone over and over and over again. It's like, oh man, if I could get 10 of those, you know? So you have an idea. There's some informed uh, data that you can use to start creating. Okay, if I, I'm sure there's 10 other people in this world like that person. I want to find all of them. Um, so focus on that, understanding your audience well, and then from there create what you want to create. Now, I spend a lot of time being a huge like, hey, love your, you know, know your audience, just know your audience, like always, always insisting with people to, to do that exercise until about maybe two or three years ago. And again, this, I believe divine inspiration, like God saying, okay, it's about them, but it's also about you, about who you are as a brand, who you are as a church, who you are as an organization. And I, and I kept feeling a little like, oh, I don't know how that would work. It's like, well, there's a personality to each brand. And so a church has a personality, a brand has a personality, an individual has a personality. And so if you understand who you are and what's interesting about this, uh, Riley, is that I, I came to the conclusion like, oh my gosh, how, again, so when you start seeing Jesus, you see Jesus everywhere. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, this is the gospel. Like, it's so beautiful. Like he's, he's telling me like about my identity. Like it's important for me to know who I am, you know, because that defines so much of my behavior, so much of my actions and decisions and ideas. And so little by little, God start prompting me to address the idea of combining the personality of the brand with the people that we can serve. Okay. Now, even in scripture, you see Paul going in one direction and Peter going in the other direction. It's like, why? Because they could speak the language differently to those individuals. And so there's power in knowing who you are, understanding your identity, and then speaking to the people that you are very well prepared to serve and speak to. So what I have been doing in the past three years now, I think, you know, COVID is great for that kind of stuff. You start like, ah, might as well go read a bunch of books. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that's kind of, I, I got really, really deep into what we call brand archetypes. And so brand archetypes, um, it, it is said that this is based on psychology. So there's a scientific approach to that. There's 12 archetypes and uh, they are universal. That means if you go to a church in China, if you go to a church in Japan, if you go to a church in Nigeria, you're going to find the same 12 archetypes. Uh, they may express themselves culturally different, but at the core, they are universal. So you can find them in storytelling, you can find them in movies, you can find them in advertisement, you can find them in person, in people, and you can find them in um, in brands because brands are extension of our personalities. So if I can understand what my personality, the personality of my brand is, now I have the ability to say, okay, this is this is my personality. I don't have to fake something else. I don't have to pretend to be something else. And this is the personality of the person that I'm trying to speak to. If you know those two, it's like magic. You can create a brand 
that sounds, looks, and feels like you and speaks to your audience. So I've been um, crafting this uh, tagline. It might change next month. I don't know. But this is the one I've been working with. It's like, be unapologetically who you are and love your audience. That's what I'm trying to do as a brand strategist is to say, hey, understand who you are first. And in these archetypes, you're going to find people that are more uh, teachers and sages where they're like, their goal is to find the truth and teach the truth and explain the truth. And then you have brands that are more like, hey, let's just change the status quo. Let's do something different. Let's kind of break out of these boxes. And then you have other archetypes that are more the caregivers. Like, hey, we want you to feel like, think of a coach. Um, We probably know coaches that have a very protective nature where they want to be the caregiver towards you. And then you have those coaches that are more like the leader. They're like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to be a leader of leaders. And so both are good, but those feel, they fulfill different needs and different um, opportunities. So sometimes I know if you ever had this, where you like, you connect with a coach and you're like, ah, it just feels off. Like, it's not that they're doing something wrong. I mean, it's just not for me. And that's what it is. They have an archetype that is not what you need at that moment. What they're teaching is great. It works for a bunch of people, but you have a different need at that time. I love this because um, I think you talked about you have, you're going to have a quiz coming out as well. Is it surrounding yes. identifying your brand archetypes? That is correct. So brand archetypes, uh, you can go through a specific set of exercises that will give you what your brand uh, archetype is. So uh, this quiz, it just brings it up to the surface. It helps you see, okay, which one am I? Because once you have an understanding of that, it's almost like things design themselves. So even things like colors, what kind of tone should I use when I'm interacting with people? And you know, the best part about this, Riley, is that we, we can stop with the hand-me-downs because we're all looking at people dancing on Instagram thinking, do I have to dance too? I don't want to dance on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a hand-me-down. It fits their profile, but it doesn't fit mine. And it's not just from a an individual personality standpoint. It's literally the like the personality of your brand is different. Some people will look at those videos and be like, oh, that's just not for me. And some people will connect with you exactly because you don't do those dances on Instagram. You know what I mean? So uh, we sometimes feel that peer pressure and you're talking about imposter syndromes like, well, you know, I'm not that young. I'm not that pretty. I don't know how to dance like that. So maybe I'm not as big of, you know, enough of a coach like they are. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is supposed to be about coaching. It has nothing to do with what I wear <laughs> or how I dance. <laughs> You know, but we lose track of it. We focus so much on the tactics that people are using that we forget to be like, okay, hold on a second. This is a hand-me-down. It's not mine. I don't have to wear it. Uh, I can wear my own clothes and I can be my own person and I can actually be, it is okay if I'm not over the top or if I'm not too serious, you know? So I, I remember really struggling with my sense of humor because I can, I mean, I can crack a joke and I would love my people to, to have fun with me. And I'm like, I wonder if that's acceptable. It feels like nobody around is cracking jokes. So maybe it's not a thing, you know? And, uh, and I realized there's nothing preventing me from bringing that into my brand. Um, and so we have the funniest voicemail and the email whenever you set up a meeting with us. So there's a couple of funny moments here and there that will, again, come through as a brand and not just um, a character trait of the individual, you know? 
Oh, <laughs> I love that. What a beautiful way to just summarize this experience with you today, Barbara, because I found that um, I've taken one of those quizzes before and it was, I was a rebellion. Um, oh yeah, the Maverick. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, a mystic or whatever one the sage falls That's under. That's the magician, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then uh, I couldn't remember the other one, but they were so like, they, I, I was like, are these even complimentary? Like these are so <laughs> like complete opposite. But yeah. well, even in just the way that you're explaining it, I think of like myself and my own life. I think of my personality. I think of my motives. I think of, you know, the way that I walk and I talk and I dress. And I could see how you can infuse different aspects of what seems yeah. so, um, so different from each other and merge and create something that speaks to a very specific type of person who's fun yeah. and loving, but also likes to take Hi. things serious and is open, yeah. but, and re- but receptible. So, um, yeah. Thank you so You're much welcome. for this You're welcome. experience and getting to know you. I'd love for you to just take one more moment to let everybody know where they can find you. And uh, we'll make it super easy for you guys to go and uh, find Barbara, be a part of her world. At the very least, make sure you go reach out to her and let her know what you took away from this episode. We as hosts love to know where our message is landing and whose ears that they're, it's falling on. And we know that there's always a golden nugget that you needed in this day. There, It's not by chance or coincidence that you came across this episode, you tuned in, you listened all the way through. So go and let her know what landed best with you. Yes. Uh, well, I'm uh, very active on Facebook. Uh, so if you look for Barbara Carnero, my handle actually has a B in the middle. So it's Barbara B Carnero. Uh, but you should be able to find me uh, there. Uh, I am starting to move towards Instagram as well. I have kept my account a little bit more on the private side of things, but um, I'm just naturally moving a little bit more towards uh, opening up. So um, you, you're going to find me on Instagram as well. And then my website, my website is Barbara Carnero com. And uh, if you want to take the quiz, it's just barbaracarnero.com forward slash brand quiz. And you're going to find it there um, to see what kind of, you know, uh, archetype you have. And that will give you a little bit of an idea of, of where you are. You're talking about merging too. Yes, absolutely. We're not, uni- you know, we were multifaceted. So it's very common for you to have a combination of the two. And funny enough, you and I have the same top two. So I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Barbara, for being here with us today. It was truly such an honor getting to know you. Thank you. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.